0: Welcome movie lovers everywhere. I'm your host, Dylan Tidwell, and this is Evan and Dylan Go to the Movies. I am joined now, and always by my co-host, Evan Heck. Why don't you tell everyone what,
1: what we will be discussing on this episode? Alright, so for this episode, we decided to go with another great film, Inception. Inception is a mindfuck of a movie with a star cast. Inception is about a team of dream invaders, so to speak. They research a man named Robert Fisher before taking him into a dream, to plant an idea inside of his head and this idea is to break up his dead father's company Um, they then go deeper into a dream within a dream to help reinforce this idea and eventually they go into a third level inception now let's go to the movies
0: So we're going to split this episode into three sections. First, we'll dive into the characters. Next, we will discuss the movie. And finally, we will give the movie our unique rating. Okay, Evan, do you want to
1: talk about the characters? Yeah, for sure. So in this movie, we got our leader Cobb, who is played by Leonardo DiCaprio. then the number two guy, his name is Arthur. He's played by Joseph Gordon-Levitt. Then we have the architect, Ariadne, who was then played by Ellen Page who now actually goes by Elliot Page and then we have our thief Eames who's played by Tom Hardy uh, the employer Saito played by Ken Watanabe the chemist Yusuf played by Deleep Brow. and then their target is Robert Fisher who's played by Cillian Murphy and then Cobb's dead wife Maul who pl- is played by Marion Cotillard alright so now let's dive into the movie uh,
0: so in the movie, the first scene, um, it looks like it's, it's Cobb yeah. laying in the water kind of, um, the waves are coming up on him he looks up and he sees like, what are his children, which yeah. at the time we're like, okay, there's two kids. Um, and then I think like a soldier or one of, it would be one of the guards guys, yeah, one of the guards comes in, sees him like. He's kind of unconscious, I guess, sort of. He's yeah, like, in and like and out of it. Half-conscious. Um, but they pick him up, and they bring him to well, this... Old man. This room, yeah, this old man. And he starts kind of saying stuff,
1: which you're just like, yeah. okay, I don't
0: know. At the very beginning, it's kind of... I don't know what this guy's talking about.
1: <laughs> it's very ominous and just like kind of like riddles, almost. Yeah,
0: it, it, it kind of like, okay, what's this? It's, it gives you like the, what's this movie going to be? Uh, sort of thing, um, and then it goes into uh, you see Cobb's kind of he's walking around. He's got his his gun, the silencer on it. So he's being sneaky, Yeah. Um, and he I think he finds a safe, right? Yeah, and it's with got documents. The, the documents in it. Um, and then wh- at what point does he see uh, Mall? Mall
1: shows up in that scene. So that's not till later. yeah i think everything has started collapsing already okay so he sees i think the the guy walks in yeah but i think this was also a flashback because he was young again at that point yeah yeah yeah, this this
0: is yeah this is going into like when they're
1: when they're first doing it the dream so this is like so he first was talking to the old man and then it's like a flashback to when um back to i guess the very first case yeah their it's very their, first their job. job yeah and so then that's where we see um in the safe he's trying to take the secrets of who we eventually find out is Saito um and so he's in the safe and basically the whole like this is the whole premise of the movie is like they've become thieves um by putting people under into dreams and then like stealing secrets in their mind mm-hmm. and so this is kind of how you like first see it in Saito's their like first target Mm -hmm. um but yeah it doesn't doesn't go so well for them
0: yeah yeah things start collapsing um and then you it goes to a different scene where they're in like a, a a room i guess like in a complete different place like you can obviously tell it's completely different and they're both uh under like they're both asleep yeah um and i don't know when it first explains that they're dreaming i don't know if you get that like are they
1: dreaming here? Yeah. Like, what's going on? It's still kind of like the early part of the movie. They're still kind of you're not really sure. They kind of just throw you into it. Um, you don't really know exactly what's going on because it's still this is like the first five minutes. So you're you're just like thrown right into it. So you're not even sure what the hell's going on.
0: Yeah, and then I think at that point is when the guy Saito comes in in the the first kind of dream. Yeah, and he. He knows what they're up to. Like, he knows that they're dreaming, and it's not real.
1: Um, and then I think... Oh, yeah, because don't they, like, throw him onto the ground, and then he's, he's like, rubbing this, yeah. this rug on the ground. Yeah, it's that's
0: like, that's after they wake up from the... Is that the first That's the one? second. Oh, yes, yeah. So, yeah, like, yeah, I right, think Maul right. pops up in there and then tells... I think he tells Saito what's going on or she, I mean, yeah. tell Saito what's going on, and then he knows. And then, yeah, as it collapses, then they're all, like, dying. Yeah. And they they wake up, and then they're in that room again, the new room,
1: the new place. And so basically at this point, you you think this is reality. Yeah, so. yeah, you
0: think this is the real world, and, and Saito's not really telling him anything, so uh, Cobb kind of gets, I think, more frustrated and pushes him yeah. on the ground to, like, interrogate him, like... That kind of thing. And yeah, like you said, with the carpet, he realizes, yes. he's like, this is not the same that's yes. in my place back home. Yeah. In the real world. Yeah. So and they, that's that's when he figures out that it's a dream inside of a dream. And he's so, like, oh, yeah. you are good. Kind of thing like that.
1: <laughs> so they're two layers deep, basically, or they were. Yeah. And so then after that, Saito basically, like, he gives up because he knows, like, none of this is real anymore. So he's just like, well, whatever. Yep. I'm like whatever you can do you can do it because i mean this isn't real can kill me we'll just wake up so and then i mean eventually they they do wake up
0: yeah yeah they push uh or that's that's the next part so and then there's the other guy their first architect that they have that Mm -hmm. like he's the guy who screwed up with the carpet yeah And made it to the wrong thing i think when they cut or when they open when they, when they awake from that part, it shows that guy first, yeah. and he wakes up again, and then you see them, and they think it failed, so they're leaving, and then with how it works out, Saito found their first architect, and he, he talked, he told them where they'd be, so Saito meets up with them again, like, hey, we're not done here kind <laughs> yeah. of thing,
1: I guess. Um, and I guess it's it's probably good to mention that, just real quick, that like Saito is a powerful man and has like a lot of money. So basically, he can get whatever he wants, but that's just kind of something. Yeah, that's important, I think, to point out. Yeah, just that's so you good. You know how he finds people and like how he was able to find him. So yeah, he's just a very powerful man who can get whatever the hell he wants. So. Yeah,
0: and then before before I keep going, I did forget um, a part that happened before that. After uh, Cobb wakes up, like shortly after that, he's on the phone. Oh uh, yeah. Um, and he's thinking about his kids, like you see him, and he also spins little his totem. Um, and it tells him if he's dreaming or not, yeah. and you see, like, him put the gun kind of close yeah, to his head. it's kind of a
1: dark moment.
0: Yeah, and he's, he's talking to his kids, I think, on the phone, and they ask about the
1: mom or whatever. Yeah, like, is she with you? Yeah. Um, because these kids are really little, mm-hmm. so, like, well, we don't like, even know what happened to her yet. Yeah, and they and don't understand, that kind of thing. All we know, really, is that she's not there. Yeah. Um. But, yeah, these poor kids are like, is mommy with you, daddy? Mm-hmm. He's like, uh, we talked about this. She's not She's not here anymore. I was like, uh Yeah. She's just too young to like fully comprehend it. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, yeah, like I said, it goes
0: back to when the architect kind of sold him out and was like, uh, it brought Saito to him, and yeah. he was like, okay, I got a deal for you. Um, and it was pretty much like, if you do this for me, if you do this, if you plant this uh idea, idea in the uh, is it
1: like his his competitor company so, or? yeah the company is their competitor, and they're like kind of forcing them out of business mm-hmm. and so basically like what ends up happening is if Robert Fisher would have kept his dad's company going, then they would have taken over like the entire industry basically mm. but if he chooses to break up his father's company then Saito's company would have a chance yeah
0: yeah and that's the whole idea of the movie is they're trying to implant the idea that he
1: should break up his father's yeah. company into his mind and so that's basically what he tasks Cobb with doing um, so basically like how they were trying to get secrets from Saito's brain in the beginning. He's basically turned around. He's like, okay, I see what you guys can do. Mm-hmm. And so now I want you to do it for me yeah. to someone else. Yeah. And so then Robert Fisher basically becomes their new target.
0: Yep. Um, and I think this is the point in the movie where they're, uh, Cobb and uh, Arthur, his, mm-hmm. his little buddy, yeah. it needs a new architect. Um, so I think that's when they go find... Uh, or,
1: yeah, or he goes to meet his dad first. Yeah. Yeah.
0: And she and his dad is a professor at a c- yeah, university. His dad's who guides him to the yeah the architect because he needs someone really good because they're gonna pull off something <laughs> that <laughs> everyone <laughs> thinks is impossible. Yeah.
1: Um, but I think yeah. So his dad's a professor, so he knows like he basically goes and finds like the smartest kid that he knows who knows is capable of doing what he needs to be be done. So mm-hmm. he points her to Ariadne. And then she's given a little test um just to make sure that she can do it and then they kind of go full in with her and show her around and and that's where the movie kind of gets crazy and starts to fuck with your mind Mm -hmm. because there's that like first scene where
0: they're at the table Mm -hmm. and then he tells her that they're dreaming and she didn't know and then she kind of, like, freaks out. So you see everything in the world, like, blowing up Explode, and falling apart yeah. and
1: stuff. And that was just wild. Cause she's like, he's like, how did you get here? And mm-hmm. then she's just like, oh,
0: Yeah, she doesn't remember. <laughs> yeah.
1: We're dreaming right yeah. now? Yeah. <laughs> it's just like, oh, man.
0: Yeah. It'd be wild, though. And then, they, and then they wake up. And I feel like that's kind of where it, I think it implied it before. But it, like, tells, they explain to her that, like, oh, if you die in the dream, that's when you wake up. Yeah. In real life
1: and then also too i think like a kind of a deeper part of that is they didn't even show you either like as the audience that they had gone into a dream Mm -hmm. so it's kind of like you kind of just start to question like whether you ever know which part is really reality yeah yeah i don't know just back to that whole this movie is just a mind fucking. yeah Definitely one you have to watch multiple times to understand. That's true.
0: I, I remember the first time I ever watched it, and I was oh like, I don't understand yeah. what just happened, and well, it took me a couple more times. Yeah, and you okay. think about it,
1: too. When it first came out, we were a lot younger. Yeah. You, and so we weren't as that's true smart, and we weren't able to figure out as much as we are now when we watch it. But, yeah, definitely the first time I watched it, too, it was just like, damn, I don't know what the hell just happened. Yeah, it's definitely confusing, and I, I think
0: I like that part of it because... I think Christopher Nolan just does a really good job at yeah. stuff like that, but I, I like how, like you mentioned, they don't even know, and the yeah. audience doesn't know yeah. that they're dreaming. But it just kind of keeps you guessing. Um, and then, so after that, I think that's when they start talking to uh, Ariadne about dream sharing, mm-hmm. where if there's two people, like they're connected, and it's it's going into like one of their Dreams, yeah. um, and they do
1: that for. I think she goes into Cobb. Yeah, cause then all of his projections start attacking her and stuff. Yeah, yeah, they're so, like
0: glaring at her and stuff like that, cause she starts to yeah. change stuff.
1: So, so basically, they go into Cobb's dream together, but he's like teaching her how to become an architect, basically. So she starts messing around. She like. Flips the world, like, kind of bends it. It's mm-hmm. just super crazy. Mm-hmm. Um, and then he starts telling her, like, the more you mess with someone's dream, then like their subconscious starts to become aware. So basically, all the projections of people start attacking her until yeah. they wake up again.
0: Yeah. And and I remember in there, she makes, she like turns the two mirrors towards each other, mm-hmm. so it makes the endless path, and then makes it. Real, like how long it is, and then Cobb realizes it's a place that's real, real, yeah. And he kind of like scolds her, he's like, Don't ever make anything from memory. From memory, um, and that kind of brings up how everyone starts attacking her, and and Maul shows Mm -hmm. up. Yeah, then they they wake up from that.
1: Oh, that's right, because that's like her first um interaction with Maul. Yeah, I think Maul shoots her, I think she stabs her. Oh, yeah, yeah, I think like the, right. They got the whole group holding yeah, her down, and then, then she, she just f- walks in. She just feels getting stabbed
0: when she, when she wakes up. She's like,
1: oh. Yeah, that would just be crazy. <laughs> but so then, at, like, at that point, um, Ariadne is kind of just thinking that Mal's a horrible person and was a horrible person because that was her first experience. Yeah. And she's, like, still all new to the whole projection thing. Um, but, yeah, her first experience is getting stabbed by her, so she's, like, coming out of that dream thinking oh yeah there's a lot of stuff going on here that we don't know about
0: and is this when i don't think this is when she makes a totem but i think it's when arthur tells her Mm -hmm. about the totem um how it's the item that the the person can tell if they're dreaming or not because they they need i mean it makes sense they need something like that so they know
1: yeah so i don't know if we specified at the beginning but cobs was the top yeah so in that scene at the beginning he spins the top and so basically if it falls down he knows he's in the real world yeah because when he's dreaming if he spins it it just spins forever yeah. so that's why he put the gun to his head just in case
0: yeah just in that case was, it wasn't that's wonder, just a crazy thing though like
1: because i mean obviously this is not real and we can't do anything like this but if it was just like the idea of losing reality yeah and, uh, just not knowing what's real. Yeah, it's, it's like you said. Thought. It's definitely a mind, <laughs> mind Yeah, for sure. <laughs> but so, I think the next part was, yeah, they start telling her like about the totems, um, and I think next don't they go? I think they meet Eames yeah, next. That's what I was thinking too. Um, so basically, he's starting to compile their team. That they're going to get together for the Robert Fisher job. So, yeah, the next next character we meet is Eames. Yeah, and I don't know exactly what
0: they called him in the movie, but... I'm not sure either. He does a lot of, like,
1: strategic stuff, I think. And, yeah, yeah, he does lots of impersonations throughout it. Yeah, but I don't remember where they said he met him either, but it was close to... So, I guess we didn't say this in the beginning, but um, the people who hired him... To do the job on Saito, were well they knew he failed, so they were out to kill him. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I think I don't remember the exact location, but where they had to get where he had to go to meet Eames was like really close to their. Oh like, yeah, headquarters. their headquarters. And so then while they're meeting, eventually they see like people are tailing him. Yeah. So then they kind of have this whole thing where Cobb has to run and escape from a bunch of dudes mm-hmm. who are trying to kill him. Yeah. But it was kind of a funny scene there
0: yeah yeah it was um and then after that they meet the chemist is that where they go after that yeah
1: because they pick him up i think who is it who picked Cobb up in the car i think it was, was it his dad or i think it was eames oh no no because Eames was waiting outside
0: it's um oh crap yeah who was it because he meets Ian, he drives up yeah. and sees him, and he's like, this is your idea of losing your tail yeah. or something. Oh, it's Saito. Uh, because he's driving Oh him yeah, and he's yeah, like, yeah, he wants right, to protect right. his
1: investment. That's right, yeah. <laughs> but then they go to see Yusuf.
0: Yeah, because then... they need something that will like, really keep him in the dream, yeah. like where so, they won't wake up.
1: Yeah, so they're going to go three levels deep. And so basically in that, you need to be able to go that deep, they need... A really strong sedative mm-hmm. and it's something that like you can't just buy and yeah so they go to meet this guy yusuf who has come up with a special compound to keep them asleep long enough and that's powerful enough and then
0: and i i liked this part in the movie because it showed all the people mm. that were there dreaming and like the, yeah. the one like older guy was like they come here to dream but to them it's their reality yeah which is
1: it's they come here to wake up is what he said I yeah think. and it kind of
0: shows you part of the problem with the whole thing like it's a the really cool concept, idea yeah. but it's like also like yeah people lose themselves in that stuff so
1: which is kind of this is kind of off topic but like how vr might become eventually like yeah. if it gets too good and then people start like not knowing yeah like i don't know i just feel like there's limitations that we need on these types of things but well and they'll just because i mean if it
0: gets like fully immersive they could have people could have lives that they like better almost yeah. in there, and then just get stuck
1: in there never i know actually do anything in the real world especially but. like the less fortunate people if they like somehow get enough money to get something and then they just yeah. immerse themselves in a better a better <laughs> life yeah it's definitely an interesting idea or if you get like not great teens who start playing terrible things <laughs> yeah Dude, then I could see that argument that people make coming true, like, violence yeah. caused by video games.
0: But. Yeah. Um. So, so on to that. I think the next part in the movie is when we when we actually meet Robert Fisher for the first time. Mm-hmm. I think this is where we see him, and we see his dad, like, on the bed, like, all unhealthy and yeah. stuff. Um, and he kind of has, like, a weird, like, freak out for some bit. reason. Looked, probably because he's just unwell. And, yeah,
1: he was real sick. But and chucks the photo of him and his son.
0: Yeah, and then he and then his son Robert talks about like how they didn't have a good relationship and I think that's like a driving point of yeah, lots of the movie is how they just didn't I don't know if they didn't get along but they just they weren't close
1: at all. I um, think they were kind of misunderstood too. Yeah. I think I don't know. It sounded to me like there's almost just not enough communication between them, mm-hmm. almost. Yeah, it seems like they could have had a simple conversation, and I feel like they would have realized. I don't know. I just don't think they were close enough to where they had yeah conversations. Um, because I don't know, but I guess that goes towards the end. So I'm getting ahead of myself. So <laughs> let's okay. let's slow down. <laughs> That's
0: okay. Um, so if I'm not incorrect, I think the next scene, uh, goes on to. Um, I think it's when when uh how do you say her name? Uh Ariadne. Ariadne. Um she's made her totem. It's like oh, a yeah, chess yeah, piece. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think. And then she goes to Cobbs. I think she asks him if he's going in alone. Mm-hmm. He says he's just psyching something, but he she uh shows him her totem and he's like Oh, let me see it, and she's like, uh, "No, I'm nice. not supposed to." And then it's like, "Oh, so you're learning stuff like that." Um, so that was a a good scene, I guess, to just set up like the importance of the totem. Um, and then I guess that's also where Cobb tells uh, Ariadne that his his totem, his top, was was Maul's. Yeah. Before, um, and I think I think Ariadne tries to like pry, kind of, like a what happened bit. because. Well, she's Arthur, seen Arthur once. told Arthur told her, I think that by this point that she was dead. Yeah, and I think she kind of tries to pry and figure out what happened.
1: But I don't even think Arthur really knew.
0: Yeah, yeah, Arthur um, didn't. I think know exactly what happened. I think she just knew that he, uh, she was dead.
1: Yeah. Um, but she kind of saw firsthand when they went in that yeah, she'd that like, there was something weird going and on, and she's like in fests kind of like everything that Cobb goes into yeah she just ends up being there Mm -hmm. so she's like kind of starting to see this because she's going in and getting like trained by him so she spends a lot of time with him yeah in the dreams and so she's starting to see that he's not exactly well Uh uh-huh um but yeah and that's
0: concerning to her which you see throughout the next part especially but also just the whole movie um Speaking of that, I think that's the next part is when they really start to plan mm-hmm. uh, the whole thing and the whole idea, Will uh, which is I will split up my father's empire. They have yeah. to implant that. And it's, I mean, the, the, the fact of them going into realities is a mindfuck in itself. <laughs> but them explaining how to yes. implant an idea in someone else's mind is also like I so know. confusing because they're like, it has to come from like they have to think it came from them because they can trace back yeah. ideas they got so it's just like how in the hell I know. are you
1: supposed to do that and it's just it I don't know it's such a good movie in that way where it's like this is crazy and just watching all those scenes you wouldn't really think about it but so much research has to go into these plans cuz they have yeah. to like know the background and the people a big point of what they were focusing on was, like, just the relationship between yeah Robert and his father, and that's kind of, like, what they base their whole, um, yeah. like, dream world after. Mm-hmm. Um, well, and, and, yeah, they have to, like, know everything,
0: because, like, in the beginning when Saito is on the, on the rug or the carpet or mm-hmm. whatever, he's like, this is not my place. So yeah. they have to make it, like, perfect so the person very specific.
1: doesn't know they're in a dream. Yeah, it's very meticulous, but... It just kind of shows though, that like, not everyone could do it it's yeah like, even though they're not the best of people they definitely still have skill in what they're doing they do <laughs> um so I think
0: we go into uh Cobb's dream next with Ariadne yeah where she, where she invades it yeah like her she, permission she sees permission. that he's in it and she's like oh okay I guess I'll just yeah. hop in there and she does and she I don't remember what they see first Uh, Oh, they see they're sitting down at the table together, Cobb and Maul talking, and she is looking at him, and then Maul, like, it does, like, the whole, like, mm -hmm. not really a jump scare, but the, like, like, loud sound, and she, like, looks over, and then Cobb is kind of like, uh, what the hell are you doing in here? You're not supposed to be down here. (laughs) Yeah, and she's just, I think she just wants to know and wants it to be, like... Save her for everyone else when they go in. She doesn't want to have, like, any problems yeah. because of Cobb. Um, and then they keep going down the elevator. I remember him specifically talking about... I think she asked, like, these are memories and something. And he's like, yeah, but they're also, like, moments of regret. Yeah. Like, probably times of if he could go back, he would yeah. change
1: it. But I think he said, too, that he's like, they're all memories of when we were all together. Yeah. So, like, each memory was his kids and then Maul and him all together mm-hmm. so basically just wishing what his life still was um but it was just like a giant elevator of all these memories yeah
0: um and then on one of them i think it's his kids yeah it's, he's in the one where he goes to the window and sees his kids it's the
1: scene that they show a lot of times yeah in the movie. and but then
0: it's... and then ariadne like, runs back into the elevator without him. Yeah, so she sneaks in there. And presses the bottom button,
1: which... Is the one that he said that she could not go to. Yeah. So, of course, she does it. Yeah, and that's the... That's the one where I think they're in the
0: room. The hotel room. Yeah, the hotel room. And Maul's kind of like, why are you here? Like, you shouldn't be here. And saying all this stuff. And then she's, like, mad at Cobb when he finally makes it down. She's like, why did you bring her here?
1: We were supposed to be here together. Yeah.
0: And I think that show that's where it shows that like he's kinda like trapping her down there, even though she's not real. Yeah. He's like like, he's like trapping her
1: in himself.
0: Yeah. Kind of. Yeah, and it's like it's making her react like that's why she's like showing up everywhere and kind of like ruining Yeah, he just refuses to let things go do. Yeah. Um, and then I think after that, I think it's time for them to, to start. Yeah. They go into Put the... their plan in action. Yeah, because it's... They, like, wake up from that, mm-hmm. and then
1: they come in, they're like, it's time to go. And then, does she... Can't forget if it's here yet. No. It's later on after the plan. Okay. When they explain more.
0: Um, Well, anyway, the whole thing is they... <laughs> I think Saito... It's kind of a funny part where he makes <laughs> yeah, the joke there's a little how joke. how he bought life. the whole plane because they were like... We need to have a certain amount of time yeah, on the plane.
1: Because like, I think, what is a plane from Paris to L.A. or something like that? I think so. And they have to get,
0: get it with Robert
1: Fisher yeah. on it. So like, they're like, we him. need to buy the whole first class yeah. and the first class attendant. Mm-hmm.
0: <laughs> and then Sider just like, oh, I just bought the whole airline. <laughs> yeah, just a little funny moment in there. Yeah, it was pretty good. Um, but I think it flashes onto them when they're getting on the yeah. plane. And you see Robert... And there's the whole thing about the, the, well, what do you call him? The lady, or I guess the attendant. Yeah, the attendant. She takes his jacket, I think, but she's, like, working with them too. So she gives him the wallet with his ID. Passport. Yeah. And pretty much to start the conversation, Cobb, like, tells Robert, like, oh, I think you dropped this. He gives it to him. Starts asking, like, I couldn't help
1: but notice, are you related to... Maurice, Maurice Fisher. Fisher. Fisher just died that morning so he was in the newspaper
0: yeah and it kind of got him like maybe not comfortable but like got him talking and then he does like the whole thing with the waters where he puts yeah. like, he well, drugged some him. sleepy thing
1: and, this sedative that yeah. Yusuf created yeah
0: and it puts him to sleep so then they can bring him into their shared dream yep. and they're, they're all going in it I don't know what it is like seven people maybe more I think so so, something like that. Um, and I go and it's like a
1: raining city, like yeah. in the first dream. I think Yusuf is the first one that you see and he's just kinda standing on the corner of a just what looks like a normal city and it's raining. Yeah. And then I think a car pulls up and it's got um, Cobb, Eames.
0: Yeah, it's like a red car.
1: Yeah. It's where Arthur's
0: driving, I think, and Yeah. Yeah, it's got it's got Sado and, Co- and Cobb and or Arthur, are yeah. Cobb's Cobb's in the other car with uh, Ariane when the train goes like. Oh deep. yeah, yeah. Yeah. But yeah, they they are in that car and they stop the taxi mm-hmm. so they can pick up Robert obviously. Yeah. So... Um, and then they they do that. They pick Robert into the taxi. They get attacked by all the like projections. Projections. Cause, um.
1: Yeah, because isn't this, is this part Cobb kind of freaks out at Arthur? Yeah. Because I guess. So this kind of is what they didn't really explain, but it kind of seems like this idea of, like, going into dreams like this is, like, a pretty normal idea, because then they say something like...
0: When people do it for probably malicious. Yeah. Because they
1: have, like, the extractor. Yeah. The person who teaches them. Basically have, like, defense, subconscious defense. Oh, yeah. But they... So basically, I I don't know, it just kind of sounds like it's a normal idea, because then they're like, oh, he has defenses we didn't know about. It's yeah, because like...
0: it sounded like he had an extractor when he was young, probably because he was rich and yeah. was able to have that. So yeah, his was different than other people's, kind of, because he knew sort of how to defend against it. Yeah. Subconsciously,
1: Yeah, subconsciously. subconscious did anyway. Because like, there was the whole train that just <laughs> well, I think that <laughs> went right small. up to the road. Or do you think that was...
0: I don't know. I was kind of wondering <laughs> that in the movie if that was Cobb or like or... Maul or if that was another part of... Uh, well, I guess maybe it was Maul because uh, Robert wasn't with yeah. Cobb and Ariadne. They were just by themselves. So yeah, maybe that was
1: Maul with the train. So I guess they don't really explain it. I mean, they don't yeah, explain a... a lot of things. That's true. It just kind of happened lazy to like, thinking. What's
0: happening here?
1: Um...
0: Okay, let's see what else they do in there. They talk about the extractor.
1: Yeah. Oh, I forgot. They basically uh, get ambushed. Yeah, and then the, the cab, Sato uh, gets shot. Sato gets shot. But I, I guess, yeah, and then they kind of go on to explain, like, because they're like, oh, we'll just put, I think Eames says, oh, I'll just put him out of his misery. Yeah. And he'll wake up because they're in a dream, so they're accustomed to, oh, if I die, I'll just wake up. Yeah. But apparently with the sedative this powerful they won't wake up if they die in these dreams they'll go into limbo yeah and so basically like i don't know you it's become a not, vegetable not good yeah because it <laughs> explains like...
0: like it explains i think in there it says Cobb did it once mm-hmm. and then it was like yeah pretty much you'll just sit in there and your brain will just like yeah. your real brain will just kind of
1: yeah you know? you're just well in limbo yeah that's why it's called limbo i guess but um So, yeah, so basically now they're like, oh, shit, we got to keep Saito alive because we don't want him to go into limbo. Yep. So then basically everything's already just turned into shit. And so they're almost just like, what do we do? Do And I keep going or. Yeah. And I think they interrogate. Yeah, they interrogate Fisher. And then this is where Eames like impersonates his his uncle. Uncle Peter was his name. And so this is where they kind of start the first part in the first level where they're going to implant this idea yeah, into they, him. Um,
0: they make him think he knows the combination.
1: Yeah. Or they're asking him about it and he says he doesn't know. And then they just tell him to like list random numbers. Yeah. And then you kind of see these numbers later on as well. And it's just like everything kind of fits in together.
0: Yeah. And I think... After that, when, when they're not... They're acting like they're not getting anything. Like, they're mm-hmm. still acting really hostile. And I think that's when they take him, put him in the van. And I think that's when they start to go... They go to level
1: two. Yeah.
0: Um, which Yusuf stays behind Yeah, him, Yusuf Yusuf he's stays driving behind the van.
1: Yep. And then... I guess we should probably explain, like, what the kick is. Like,
0: yeah. They have to, like, set up the whole thing where that's... when the... When, when, I think the kick in that one is when the van hits the water. Right? Yeah.
1: So, it's very meticulous. So, basically... The only ways to like wake up in these dreams um, is to either die, but in this case they can't, um, or get a kick. So basically, how they explained it was like that falling feeling that you get in your sleep if you're ever sleeping and you just all of a sudden get that weird falling sensation. Mm. So they say that's a kick. Um, they you dunk people in water, that's a kick. But anyway, they come up with this just like super meticulous way so um because also too we didn't mention the time difference either so like five minutes in the real world is like an hour yeah and in the dream. first level but with the sedative it was like
0: yeah it changed all the things which that part so was kind of confusing yeah, too
1: i wasn't really sure but i think so basically they have a week in the first level and then like six mm. months in the second or something and then like yeah t- it just years. keeps getting
0: like way longer Can but it- it's yeah. kind of how you see like with the whole limbo thing how it's they just would
1: just whack. be in there forever like, like eternity pretty yeah. much but they have to like time up all these kicks um to line up together so that they come out of like the three levels of these dreams yeah and so yeah the first one yusuf stays behind because he's going to give the kick which is driving the van into the water mm-hmm. um
0: and it all happens in like <laughs> 10 minutes and that yeah game.
1: It's fast. Which
0: is weird because it like expands as yeah. it goes down,
1: and you see this a lot more later on. Yeah, when get to it, but and I think
0: this is when they. So this when they, they go, go into the second, second level. Degree. Um.
1: And this one they're in. They're in a hotel, right? And they're gonna do the Mister Charles thing, is what they say. I think so. And so basically, what they say, Mister Charles, um. Is where Cobb is gonna go and um, meet up with Fisher and basically try and convince him.
0: Yeah. Like that he's under attack. Yeah. From the previous dream like he thinks I think he thinks the first dream was real. Mhm. So he now he thinks the the same people that had masks on, so they didn't know it was them, thinks he's trying to convince him that they're trying to pry information from him. Yep. So he pretty much gains his trust.
1: Yeah, so he's trying to, like, make him attack his own mind, basically.
0: Yeah, and he he does that by, like, it says it's bad, but he makes him... He tells him he's dreaming. Yeah. Like, he points out all the weather things, all the weird things happening because of the van moving and stuff.
1: Yeah, and then, so basically, he's, like... I don't know, kind of forces him to trust him by pointing out all these things, and... Mm
0: -hmm. Well, and there's the part where they're in the bathroom and robert holds the gun up to his head and oh he's like, yeah, yeah, if i'm just dreaming if i shoot myself i'll wake up and and Cobb pretty much tells him like it's pretty smooth how he tells him without giving it away anything he's like no these people have you under like a deeper sedative yeah. if you kill yourself you won't wake up which is technically true like the same thing would happen to him as what could happen if anyone died yeah
1: so then fisher basically agrees um, to like follow Cobb at this point, Mm-hmm. because he kind of trusts him. So then they go into a room, which, um, this is where it kind of lines up with the numbers that he gave them earlier, because it was the last three numbers. Oh yeah. The room number, mm-hmm. um, was part of the combination he tried to give them. Yeah. And then in there, so basically, <laughs> this is where the movie gets complicated, because in the first level, they or uncle peter was being impersonated by eames yeah but in the second level it's the projection of how like eames played him basically Mm-hmm. <laughs> so now it's like a projection um it's fisher's projection of uncle peter yeah not eames anymore mm-hmm. but then basically they get him and then they kind of make it seem like he's the one attacking yeah because he, yeah,
0: he wants to know and like
1: keep the company going and And so then i think they kind of convince fisher that we got to go into uncle peter's mind to find the secrets yeah so that's how they kind of convince him oh yeah we got to go deeper but then really they go back into fisher's mind yeah but fisher is thinking oh we're going into uncle peter's mind which is Mm -hmm. why he's cooperative yeah he doesn't know he's breaking into his own mind
0: they kind of trick him a little bit to get him get him again and I think that's where they go into third yeah, game right there. Pretty much,
1: that second level was pretty quick, for them. And then this time, Arthur stays behind, to rig up the second kick.
0: Yeah, because he at, at first it's he just needs to drop them. Yeah. And then it, wow. without going into it, yeah. it gets more complicated. Um, but that comes later in the movie.
1: Yep. So now Arthur and Yusuf are both behind, on different levels. So. Which is
0: it's so cool to watch him go yeah.
1: back. Like this is between definitely, the dreams. Definitely one you have to watch a lot. Yeah.
0: um So, yeah, he's, one, well, he's Arthur, before we go into that, he's like sitting in the hotel, like fighting off everyone because yeah. everyone's just trying to attack him. These are
1: still Fisher's projections. Of, yeah, and it's
0: the same with Yusuf when he's driving around, yeah. like everyone's trying to shoot the van.
1: So now you're kind of, yeah, because they kind of flash between the three levels back and forth, and mm-hmm. you see arthur doing his stuff and yusuf trying to drive away yeah all while now they're three levels deep yeah and this. it's like all snowy and stuff yeah, and i think it's just a mind fuck for sure
0: in the it starts in like almost the beginning of the third dream like the first scene and then when it goes back to it you hear the music in the second dream because mm-hmm. yusuf turns it on because i think he's trapped yeah he's kind of nowhere to go he's like oh well we don't really have a choice gonna happen so he does it and he starts the music early so then arthur's like no no it's too early
1: basically the music kind of like you can hear it in the second level yeah so arthur knows like oh shit the kick's coming so then he starts to panic Mm -hmm. so he's got to hurry up and get that kick ready
0: yeah and he's yeah he's kind of running around like "Uh uh-oh what's gonna happen
1: and then all the while we're down in the third level of yeah. the dream, and
0: and and it explains before I don't remember who says it. If it's, I think it's Cobb. I think he knows. He says like Yusuf only has like three minutes yeah. before he drives off, and then uh, I think it's sixty minutes. No, not sixty minutes. It's like ten minutes for Arthur to do his thing and then they have 60 minutes yeah. in the third dream which is and like, they're like ooh. miles
1: away from this military yeah. compound and it's on a mountain and so they gotta all like ski down there so he's basically like do they have enough time to get down there in 60 minutes because now they're all like everything's falling apart basically they've got to hurry their asses down there and
0: yeah and then I think pretty much a couple minutes after that Yusuf is already driving off the bridge mm-hmm. and that's kind of what like starts to set everything yeah, in motion cause that was
1: supposed to be the first kick cause so he he reverses off of like a bridge yeah and so his the van colliding with the bridge was supposed to be the first kick mm. and then so now the, they kind of start slowing it down and they show the van in slow motion like yeah. falling towards the water yeah and so then that's why in the second level, Arthur has no gravity. Yeah, so he has to come
0: up with a different way (laughs) to to drop them. And that's pretty much his whole time in there at that point, is then he's like, okay, how do I drop these guys without
1: gravity? Yeah, so now we got Yusuf at the top, who's, they just show really slow motion, is falling. Yeah. And Arthur's in zero gravity, trying to rig up something. (laughs) And then in the third level...
0: Yeah, they're... They have to make their way to like that fortress, yeah,
1: or whatever, and they they kind of split up. Well, this is where it starts getting really bad already because everything's falling apart. So Ariadne kind of already has to start telling Cobb like secrets of the labyrinth she built, even though he's not oh, supposed to know these things. Yeah, because um, he gives access to Maul.
0: Yeah, and I think that's what messes it up yeah. right there is when he knows, because um, then. They do they make their have to make their way to the thing which shows yeah. a bunch of it's not like super important to the story it's just like showing them making yeah. their way but
1: then once fisher gets in the building and he's with Saito, and Saito's like doing bad at this yeah point. he's like
0: he's like gonna die like coughing next, up blood like, everywhere yeah he's pretty much not useless but he can't do too much um yeah. but yeah and, and this is where you see uh, robert's walking in and you see someone like dropping down you yeah. don't know who it is and Cobb's, like, ready to shoot him. Mm-hmm.
1: Because I think he's... We see, like, through a sniper scope... Yeah. ...of Cobb staring in there. And then eventually we find out, oh, guess who? It's Maul. What <laughs> yeah. do you know?
0: And then, of course, since it's Maul, he can't shoot her for whatever reason. Yeah. Even she's Even not though real. she's already dead.
1: Yeah, I think it's just hard for him, but... Yeah, I mean, I, I get it, but... Yeah. You're ruining the mission.
0: Yeah, and then pretty much since that happens, Maul shoots... Fisher, fisher and just complicates it
1: more so basically now at this point they all think the mission's over because i mean yeah. fisher's dead mm-hmm. he's in limbo now yeah they
0: need like they needed fisher like he was the whole they yeah. can the whole thing
1: and of course like right after she shoots fisher then he grows the balls and shoots her yeah
0: which i actually in that part i didn't know if it was an accident if he, bite, if he shot her, I don't know if he, like, freaked out because of what she did and accidentally pulled so. a trigger, or if he was actually like, oh, I should have done this earlier. Yeah, probably. And now he messed thinking, everything I'm up. I'm thinking it's the second one. Yeah. Um, so I guess this is where they're like, yeah, this is the end. We failed. And uh, Ariadne is like, wait, we could, like, still go in with him somehow. I don't remember. I think they just go in. I don't think they have to do anything specific.
1: Yeah. So I think they just go into Fisher's brain again yeah and go into his limbo yeah this is where like it still confuses me i've seen this movie a few times and i still don't quite understand like how all these kicks work yeah because like i don't get how you die in like the third level you go to limbo but then if you die in limbo you go back up that makes no sense to me
0: yeah some of the parts are just really confusing and i don't know if it just takes like five or ten watches of the movie to finally be like oh i understand everything
1: so then yeah so then basically at this point they decide like well we don't really have any other choice so then Saito is dead at this point um Fisher's dead Eam stays back to set charges for the third kick yeah (laughs) and then so at this point it's just Cobb and Ariadne that go deeper into now the fourth level into Limbo to go get Fisher
0: which is uh Cobb and Maul's world that they created. Yes,
1: and then I think they actually I think we missed a part where they explain, so I guess we'll explain it now. Yeah,
0: because he talks to He talks to Ariadne
1: finally. He finally kind of gives in. I think it's after they get out of when they were in his elevator memory world. I think he finally just gives in and explains everything. I think
0: so.
1: So basically he explains to her that him and Maul had kind of become so obsessed with this idea kind of like the group of old people in yusuf's place mm-hmm. it kind of became like that and she lost like sense of reality but they basically spent 50 years in limbo yeah he said just like building creating and living in their world um
0: yeah, and she thought it was like i yeah. think she had forgotten and she were just like this is the yeah world now. this
1: is how it is and then eventually he like couldn't live like that anymore so he woke up or woke them up and yeah. then she kind of just couldn't accept reality she anymore She
0: couldn't figure it out like she she literally thought that they were still dreaming and yeah. what they weren't before was reality yeah and she was like oh we need to go back there yeah All this so stuff. then
1: she's like well what do we do like if we kill ourselves then we'll we'll wake up yeah and so then eventually she does end up committing suicide in front of Cobb. Uh, and then that, that part's just yeah that's a, that's kinda a pretty screwed up scene yeah and i and i remember
0: before she so she's across the on another she's building on another which i don't know how really. the hell she got over there unless she just well i think she, to she had room, to have rented but, out both of those rooms yeah but. but she she's across on the other building and she's like talking to him and she's like oh i wrote a letter saying like you you, you killed I'm me i'm scared
1: for i'm scared for my life i'm Afraid you're going to kill me.
0: Yeah, which basically frames Cobb, Cobb, and that's why there's people after him and why he can't yeah. see his kids.
1: Because, um, yeah, everyone thinks that he murdered her. Yeah, and for then the she, reason. And she just jumps she, off the jump, building. Yeah, it was like... It had to have been like 15 stories up, so yeah. she's just dead immediately and it's so crazy because she literally
0: thinks like they're in the dream world like her mind is so messed up now she's totally believing she's gonna wake up she's actually gonna
1: die like dude that oh man I know and it's even more heartbreaking because he's just like don't leave your kids and Mm -hmm. she's like I'm not I'm going to see them yeah and that's kind of how she like
0: makes it okay or she's like I'm going to go see them and uh, and this whole
1: time she's like just just jump with me just come with me and he's like no This is real world, like, don't do it. Yeah. It's just a, yeah, it's a heartbreaking, heartbreaking moment. It is.
0: So then I guess at that point they're in Fisher's again. Yeah, and then laying in his limbo, which is Cobb and Maul's world. Um, So he knows
1: exactly where to find her. Yeah,
0: because I guess she has, he says she has Fisher Mm -hmm. because she knows. He'll go after him. Yeah. Yeah. So pretty much they, on their way walking, it talks about, like, their house that they live there, mm-hmm. and
1: then Mall's childhood home. <laughs> yeah, so this is where you kind of see, like, I think, I don't think Cobb necessarily, like, tells Ariadne not to do things, to be a hypocrite. I just think he doesn't want her to do the things that he did, because, oh, like, yeah, make the same she's mistakes. like, I thought you told me. Not to make things from memory. He's like, yeah, yeah I did.
0: Well, and that's kind of the reason he's in such a fuck situation because yeah. of that stuff. He does everything he basically says not to. Yeah, but he he's more just like, don't do this because uh, yeah. this is what happens. <laughs> yeah. Um. So then, I guess they they go up to the building that they said they both liked, mm-hmm. and she's in there. With um, A knife. I yeah, think. with a knife, and she's she's like talking. I don't know where Fisher is yet or whatever, but I think Mm -hmm. that's the part that leads into where, where Cobb says he knows Inception was possible
1: because he did it on her first. So yeah. So then it kind of explains like they were in this limbo world for 50 years and Mm -hmm. like he'd had enough, but she wasn't accepting it. Like she, she thought that was real. Yeah. So basically he went inside of her dream um, and he, like, and planted, planted
0: the idea in her head that, that they weren't...
1: Yeah, that her real or her world wasn't real. Yeah. Hoping, like, he's just thinking that, oh, she'll know that Limbo's not real anymore. Yeah. And then they kind of, it shows him it's kind of fucked up, but they, like, lay <laughs> on this set of train tracks. tracks and just, like, yeah. hold each other. And then he and sees a like, train coming. He, like,
0: comforts her yeah. while it's happening.
1: And then, so, eventually, the train runs him over. They wake up, because... It wasn't real. So now they're in the real world. But what he was unaware of at the time was that idea he planted to get her out of there kept growing.
0: Yeah, and it like carried on back through to the real world.
1: So she still thinks it. So now, yeah, she still has the impression that, oh, Oh, this world's not real. Could
0: you imagine that, though? Because he realized it and he was like, oh, shit, this is kind of like my fault almost. Yeah, so that's
1: why he kind of holds on to her because it's his guilt. Yeah. Because basically he knows that not necessarily it's his fault but kind of like he has a little part to blame mm-hmm. i mean he had no idea it was going to like expand to that level but
0: yeah um and i think at some point in this it shows arthur turning on the music and it's, mm-hmm. it's like getting closer cuz they're about to hit the water you see yeah. like, the van like getting yeah so the really van is close. really close to the water now um but pretty much Think in the dream, he's, Cobb like, says
1: he'll stay. Yeah, he basically exchanges himself for Fisher.
0: And yeah, it makes Mel be like, oh, he's on, on the terrace or whatever. And then uh, Ariadne's like, no, don't stay here. Like, you gotta come back.
1: And then well, he, she kicks Fisher off. Yeah. So then he dies in limbo. And then this is part I don't really get. But I then think he like goes the, back up to the third level. I think it's the... Oh, yeah, because he gets resuscitated. Yeah,
0: what is it called? The defibrillator? Yeah. Like, yeah, like somehow brings him back, which, okay, it's a dream world, I guess. (laughs) I
1: guess that makes sense. So now he's completing what they needed him to do the entire time.
0: Yeah, and I think there's like a whole scene like where Ariadne shoots Small or whatever. Yeah. And then uh, uh, Cobb says he's actually like staying there to go get Saito because by this point he's dead. So he's
1: in limbo. Um, so then, Ariadne goes back. Yeah, and
0: then I think it—that's the part where it when he's back, he he goes into the mm-hmm, into the, the room safe, and he talks to his dad, which I thought was interesting because I guess that's just a scenario he would have had in his mind. Well, obviously I think they his wanted to just play with the emotions that. a lot, too. Yeah, because like, his dad is more saying, instead of, like, I was disappointed with you, he yeah. was like, disappointed that he tried to be like his dad.
1: Yeah, so I think they wanted to, like, play with the emotion to make the idea more, like, just grasp yeah. in his brain more, because yeah. it's got so much emotion tied to it. Yeah. But, yeah, so basically he goes in the safe and his dad on his, like, dying breath, because... Earlier in the movie, Fisher's like, he just said he was disappointed in me. Mm-hmm. And so then, basically, in this third level, to get him to fully grasp this idea, they're like, his father's like, I'm disappointed that you tried to be me. So basically, just what they wanted the whole time, reinforcing this idea and Robert that he wants me to be my own man, I shouldn't continue his company. Mm-hmm. I should break it off, because he wants me to do my own thing.
0: Yeah. And, and so it- then... It, like, all ties... Like, the timing is perfect. Yeah.
1: So, of course, they make it. Like, everything ends up perfect.
0: Yeah, and then when... I think it goes back to Cobb last. Mm -hmm. Like, it looks like everyone starts to wake up, kind of, and then it goes back to Cobb waking up in limbo, and then you see, like, it goes back to the beginning of the movie.
1: Yeah. Well, yeah, because first off, they show, like, everyone getting out of the van, except you see Saito still in there because he's dead. Yeah. And then you see cob still in there yeah because he's still in limbo like in, yeah um but then yeah it flashes back to the very first scene and
0: yeah he, with the old guy
1: yeah and figure out it's Saito. so yeah so basically like the <laughs> last scene ties into the very beginning and the old man is Saito, but he's been in limbo basically for 50 yeah, years he's or like whatever old as fuck they but didn't say was, how long super old but he became old basically like um cob did with maul yeah. Limbo.
0: Yeah, I forgot about it. it goes back to before before she dies when he says, Oh, we did grow old yeah. together and it show, yeah, it shows him old in their world.
1: And he's like, I had my time with you, so I gotta let you go. Yeah. And this is kind of eventually where he lets Maul go and she she doesn't like destroy everything anymore. Yeah.
0: And and then he like I said, he goes back to He's in the limbo with uh, Saito, Saito. And he has to, like, help him remember to... Well, it seems like he forgot, too. Yeah, he was, like, confused at first. He didn't know what was going on, and then Saito started saying things. Yeah. Because I think there was some type of memory that was brought up in Saito by yeah. seeing something. I think it was the top. Mm-hmm. And then and then they both start to remember. But, yeah, uh, Cobb has to, like, help him remember to...
1: Honor their agreement. Honor their agreement. To see his kids. Yeah, and then I think that's they, when they're both remembering. Well, they and then they kind of show like Saito like go to oh, grab a gun. Yeah,
0: because they're gonna. They're and gonna then, wake themselves up.
1: Yeah, so then they don't really show anything else, and then they kind of just show everyone waking up.
0: Yeah, Cobb like opens his eyes on, on the plane.
1: on the original plane. Yeah. So now we're back to reality. And it's playing the
0: the really good music. Yeah. Sweet Hans zimmer score, and it's like, oh man. Yep.
1: Just... So you just kind of like see kind of everyone kind of waking up, and they all look at each other, and you see them like kind of share a little smile, like, damn, we yeah. actually pulled that shit off. Yeah, like, and, and Saito
0: wakes up and like makes the call. Yeah. And like, you, you can kind of see it in Cobb's face. you're just like, oh my god, we did it. I'm going to yep. see
1: my kids. Yep. So then S- Saito um, honors his agreement like he said he would, and then. I think the next scene you see is Cobb going through customs or immigration at the airport, and you're like, oh shit, did did Saito do it? Is he gonna get through? And mm-hmm. you see the card stamp it, and you're just like, oh yeah, he made it he through. Made like it Saito through. actually did what he said.
0: And I like, I like in that scene where they're they're walking, where Cobb's walking through, and and Fisher like looks at him, mm-hmm. and it's kind of like, I don't know, it's almost like does he like recognize him? But he's yeah. like. I feel like he can't, because he has to know the idea was original. Yeah. But it's just kind of cool, I guess. Because they, they didn't really get close inside all the dreams, but they, yeah. like, I don't know, they had, like, a weird connection
1: where they, like, worked together. Yeah.
0: But I like that. And now, yeah, everything worked out. He yeah. got the idea implanted.
1: And I think the last scene shows Cobb's dad giving him a ride back, and yeah. um, he gets reunited with his kids, and then... Like the very last part, <laughs> the whole top as if thing. to make you question everything all over again, it shows Cobb spinning his top on the table. And it like and then keeps spinning for a while? It spins, but it like kind of wobbles a little bit, and then like, it just cuts away. So you don't know if it falls over, so you're kind of left questioning like, mm-hmm. is this really reality? Is he still in there? Yeah. But I mean, to me, I, I think he, I think it's reality. Cause I think so. I feel like in the dreams, it never, yeah, it never wobbles wobbled. as much as it, it does. Just spun like perfectly consistently. Yeah,
0: and I think that's just like the, the part of me that wants it to be a good yeah. ending It's like, yeah, it, it's reality. He's really bad. I think kids. so though. But I mean, yeah, I guess that's something I like about Christopher Nolan. He does that with lots of his movies where keeps he keeps him guessing. He's like it's kind of up to the audience to decide what they want to happen which is which is cool i guess all right but yeah that was pretty much the end of the discussion um so i guess right now we should
1: right, last segment the rating rate the movie <laughs> so for our rating system we decided to go a little unique something that you won't hear anywhere else <laughs> so our top tier um, is going to be Legendary Status, and we decided that we were both put uh, Shawshank into that tier from last week, if yeah. you guys listen to that one. Yeah,
0: that one's pretty good.
1: So that's going to be Legendary Status, and then our second tier is going to be Silver Metal, our third tier is A for Effort, and then our last tier is going to be Dumpster Fire. <laughs> <laughs> um, I guess, Dylan, what did you uh, rate this one? So this this,
0: this one's hard for me. Because at times I've been tempted to put it in Legendary because it is such a good movie. But then I'm also like, maybe it's just Silver Metal because I don't know if it's like... Like, Legendary to me is like the best movies of all time. And while this movie is so good, I don't know if I can really put it in like either the best movie of all time or like my favorite movie of all time, even though it is really good. So... I feel you. I don't know. I I think I almost have to put this one in Silver Metal.
1: I think I was kind of going to do the same thing. Okay. I think it's like right on the cusp of legendary to yeah. me.
0: Yeah. Oh, and it's not like the movie, it's not like it's a movie that has like some super like crazy like nostalgia to it yeah, or anything. Yeah. Like kind of like Shawshank, how it's the older. It's kind of yeah. like a classic almost. I mean, maybe one day this I movie mean, will be I like. Probably classic. to our kids. <laughs> yeah, it'll be like one of the old, oh, it's an old classic movie. Yeah. But I think I'd have to put it in Silver Metal yeah. still.
1: I think I'm going to agree with you on that one all
0: right so that's it it's uh yep. it's silver metal another week down all right thank you all for coming to the movies with us uh be sure to follow our twitter at to the movies pod and that's a uh, number two um and on instagram at to the movies podcast also the number two and we'll see you all next monday for another episode